and welcome to the ADHD Fest podcast. My name is Tara Pratt and today we're going to be talking about protecting your energy and raising your vibe. Who is stealing your spoons? Now, if you don't know the word spoons, don't be confused. I'm going to explain it all now. Basically, we're going to be talking about energy drainers with ADHD and how to protect your energy from being drained as much as possible because we know we have a finite amount of focus and energy that we can spend. So we want to keep, keep, keep it. So what are spoons? Spoons has been a popular term. If you want to know more about it, you can look up the spoon theory. I find it difficult to explain for some reason, but I'm going to try. It's become popular in the world of chronic illness or disability or neurodiversity generally. The concept is that we all wake up with a certain number of spoons and you use one spoon per job or task that day. And when you run out of spoons, you cannot do any more tasks at the end of that day. So say the neurotypical person wakes up with 20 spoons and they can get 20 different things done that day. Other people with chronic illness or disability or disorder may wake up that day with only five spoons. So they have to prioritize which five things they want to use those spoons for. I hope that explains the concept a little bit. If not, please do go and Google spoon theory. With ADHD, the way this relates to us, in my opinion, is that unfortunately, we never ever know how many spoons we're gonna have. And that can apply to a lot of people and a lot of issues, but I feel like particularly in ADHD, the the deficit is so vast. Like on Monday, you could wake up with 50 spoons. Like you could wake up full of beans, full of motivation. You could have the best, most productive day, get everything ticked off on your to-do list. And we could generally do a week's work in one day. And then maybe the next day, maybe three or four days after that, we could wake up with like two spoons and there's no correlation. You don't know when it's going to hit. You don't know how many spoons you're going to have on a given day. And it used to give me a lot of anxiety, especially when I was trying to work in a nine to five, because one day I would be super motivated and excited to go to work. And the next day I would just want to call in sick. And there was no reason, there was no rhyme, no reason to it in my eyes. I couldn't work out why I just didn't have the energy for it on certain days. And there's a lot of factors that can play into stuff like that. But basically, one of the things that I believe massively play into it are energy drainers, people who steal your spoons, experiences, jobs, tasks that steal more than one spoon. And we need to work out what they are and protect ourselves from it. ADHD is quite a confusing thing because of that massive change that one day you could have 50, one day you could have two. Particularly to outsiders, they don't understand. I didn't understand it myself, to be honest, until I looked more deeply into this. I was like, why? I just can't understand why I can do all this stuff. I can be the person I want to be on one day and another day I can't. And there's no, I can't explain why. It's very confusing. It's very hard to understand. And we kind of do have to accept that. Find that acceptance. Don't fight it. Don't be like, oh, well, I had 50 spoons yesterday. I can find them from somewhere today. I can have that energy I had. Don't fight it. No, you have ADHD. 
and it affects you and just accept it, lean into it. My personal belief, and this is just me, is that actually when we have those, I'm going to say spoons a lot in this episode, let's just get over that. When we have those high energy, high spoon days with 50 spoons, I believe that actually we're stealing them from the rest of our week. We're stealing them from other days. We don't know what days we're stealing them from, but let's say we're allocated 20 a day. When we have 50 on Monday, we're taking 30 from the other days. If you see what I mean, does that make sense? When we have those high energy days, it's not that we have that much every day. It's that we've stolen them from the days. So there's bound to come a crash. There's bound to be days when you have less spoons because you only have so many. And so I feel like we're depleting our resources and stealing them from future days. And that's why we hit burnout or overwhelm or ADHD, paralysis, whatever you want to call it. So... Spoons can be spent both physically and mentally. What energizes us one day can actually drain us the next. Examples of things that might drain you. And these things could also, as I say, energize you one of the days. It just depends what day it is. So being in the agony amp for other people. I really enjoy helping people. I love psychology generally and I like giving my opinions on how to help But whether I'm enjoying it or whether I'm really tired one day and I haven't got the capacity for it, it is a big energy drainer. If you've got a lot to do personally that day and you need to prioritize it, please do avoid being agony amp for someone else. It's that old thing of when you're on the plane, put your oxygen mask on first. You need to look after you because if you burn out, you can't be agony amp for anyone. I'm not saying you can't be an ear for people and you can't help them. But work out in your day if you actually have the spoons for that. Is this a day where you can do that? Because it is draining. It's a lot of mental effort. And, you know, it's important to us that we help our friends and that we don't get it wrong. So we do give a lot of ourselves to that. Another thing is childcare. We love our children, whether they're ours, whether they're nieces and nephews, whoever they are. They are demanding and they can't look after themselves. So... When we do that, whether we're enjoying it or not, it takes a lot of our energy. It's a big drain. Is that something you can do today? Is that something you have have the capacity to do? Do you have a lot being asked of you? If you don't, then jump into childcare. If you do, I mean, we don't all have the option to not take part in childcare. I know that. I know that very well, especially in lockdown when I had two of them at home. Um, But where can you make it easier for yourself? Don't beat yourself up if you're not like best mum, best auntie, best person ever in their lives that day. It's a draining thing and you've got to prioritise the most important parts of it. Another thing could be cleaning or generally I've put this under the category of things that don't stimulate or interest us. So for me, that is cleaning. For you, it could be some other mundane task, but um It can be a real energy trainer. Just pushing yourself through something you really, really, really don't want to do definitely takes more than one spoon. Like, it definitely does. It can suck the life out of you. Also, I've found a big energy drain for me is the news. At one point, especially at the beginning of COVID, I was watching the news every single day and I found it comforting to a certain point because I wanted to be ahead of the game. I wanted to know what was coming and be prepared for it. But actually what I found after a while is, especially I think with ADHD is because we have that 
deeper feeling for emotion and quite a lot of empathy. It was really latching onto my own energy. So if there was an upsetting story, even if I wasn't thinking about it consciously in my mind, I would feel upset, deeply upset for the rest of the day, even if it didn't affect me in any way. If it was just a sad story about someone who'd been hurt or, you know, anything, someone who was ill, it would bring me down emotionally for a long time. And so a lot of the time I didn't even know why. I didn't know what was wrong. I'd just feel sad. And then eventually I started putting it together that it was because I was watching the news. So I don't watch the news at all now. So I'll apologize now if I'm ever out of touch with things, but I just find that's safer for me to actually get things done in my own life. I always say to my friends and family, if I can do something about it, tell me. If I can't do anything about it, I don't want to know because it just ruins my day, but it also ruins the day of everyone around me because I am no good to anyone. So the news, social media, I think we all know by now, delete anything on social media that doesn't feel good to you. Don't get sucked into it. Don't get sucked into social media arguments. Don't look at negative things. Don't feel jealous of people. Just don't look at it. Follow inspiring people, things that make you feel good. Toxic friends and family. Now, this could be a bit of a um, controversial subject. And a lot of the time we don't even realize who the who the toxic people are around us until like a certain point. But if you come away from a lunch with a friend or time with a family member and you just don't really feel good about it, you don't know why, or a phone call even, and you can't put your finger on what was wrong about it. There's nothing wrong about it, but you just don't feel like it added anything to your life. Obviously, you don't need to cut people out of your life or anything, but just make a mental note of that. You know, everyone has off days. I'm not saying like get rid of all your friends and family, but I'm just saying make a mental note of it. If it keeps happening consistent, consistently, just maybe take a step back. Just see that friend. If you see them once a month, maybe start seeing them once every three months. If you text every day, maybe move it down to once a week. Just limit your exposure to people that don't make you feel good after you've been with them. Heavy documentaries and films. I am a massive, massive, massive fan. I'm that stereotypical basic girl that loves murder documentaries and crime documentaries. And I've started to become that level of self-aware now where I know when I sit down at night, can I take a murder documentary tonight? Is my vibe in a high enough place that I can separate myself from it? And I'm not morbid. It's not that I love murderers or anything. I'm not a big fan of murderers. But I think it's just that natural instinct, isn't it? To protect ourselves, we want to know what the dangers are. So, And I'm, I am very interested in human psychology generally. I like to know what makes people tick. So when they do out of the ordinary stuff, I find it interesting. But actually what I've found is on certain days where I know I'm low spoons, I, and I want to watch a murder documentary, I, I feel the urge to put it on, or a crime documentary, I think to myself, right, is this gonna make me feel better? Is this gonna raise my vibe? It's fine if it's gonna do nothing and it's neutral, but then I think to myself, is it gonna make me feel worse? Is it gonna lower my vibe? And actually, I can feel at this point when it is, so instead, I'll put on a comedy. I'll, or I won't put anything on at all and I'll just go to sleep. But working on that self-awareness of, is this going to drain my energy right now, is a real good one. And sometimes when I'm watching 
a documentary, if I am high vibe and I'm feeling like, yeah, I've got the space to watch this crime documentary or this, you know, hard hitting environmental thing or whatever, I'll watch it. And if there is something that hits me emotionally and I'm like, whoa, like say there's something happening to a kid or something that makes me feel, think about my kids, I stop myself. And now this might sound a bit woo woo, but it works. So bear with me. And if I can, I say out loud, this is not my energy. I refuse it. It's not my energy. And if I can't say it out loud, I'll say it in my head. And what that does is it helps separate me straight away in the moment where I'm like, I am the observer. I'm watching a documentary about someone else. It's nothing to do with me. It doesn't relate to me or my life. Because if I don't do that, I'm not sure what happens, but I think my subconscious just takes it on and then I start worrying and the anxiety creeps in and I'm ruminating about, oh, what if this dangerous thing happened? If I stop myself right there and then when I feel that pang of, oh, where it hits you in the gut when you're watching something that's not particularly nice and I say to myself, this is not my energy. I'm leaving it there, over there. My energy is protected then it really does work and it stops it in its tracks. It stops it from hitting and draining me. So yeah, you can do the same when you hear a sad or a worrying story from someone else. You can mentally say to yourself, I'm acknowledging that this person is feeling this way and I'm sympathizing, but it's not my energy. And you can do the same with the work stress. Try and keep your environment as nice as you possibly can. I know that's hard sometimes with ADHD if you have got a really messy bedroom what I like to do when I'm feeling low vibe is instead of sitting there looking around being like, God, this is a mess, this is a mess. I'll go to the tidiest or cleanest room in the house and just chill, get my laptop out, have a coffee or something and just like get back into like a nice mind frame. Or if the house is a whole mess, I'll just go out. I'll just go out for the day. If I'm low energy and I can't get it done, I just won't look at it. And then I'll come back the next day and I'll be like, okay, I've got the energy to tackle this today. That's really good. We already have less dopamine than the average person. We have a problem with our dopamine. That means we've got less motivation, focus and energy to get the things that we want done. When we're sucked into all these things that we don't necessarily need in our lives or don't really want to use all our energy on, you need to have that in your mind of this is going to take away from the energy I have to do the things I want to do. And if you just keep that in mind, it does help keep you from these energy draining things. It's also a good idea to keep in mind the question, how much can I handle in this phase of my life? So for example, when I had my first child, I knew, well, actually I didn't know that was the problem. I tried to handle everything, everything that I did before plus this new baby, plus I wanted to be the best mom ever on the planet. So I took on a load of things that I didn't even need to. And I never stopped to ask myself, in this phase of life right now, is this important? Can I handle it? And does it need to happen? I think you do need to assess what season of your life you're in. Just because you can't be a best-selling author today when you've got a house renovation and a new baby and someone's ill and whatever doesn't mean you never will. It just means not today, not this season of my life. It will happen. It's going in a box, but it's for a different season of life. This is for when my kids are in school, when I'm settled in my house. That is the time. That's the season of life that that's going to happen. And if you just get, you need to get together in your mind what 
matters now. Not what you want to do, not what you want to matter, what actually matters. So it's things that you desire that you can do now and that are important now, not everything you desire ever in life, if that makes sense. It also can help to track your moods around certain events. So if it's a particularly stressful personal time, you'll need to be more ruthless if there's a certain event going on at the moment or coming up really be ruthless with those things that I mentioned before that can be energy drainers set boundaries and expectations with people around you but also with yourself like I'm not going to expect my house to be a show home at the moment because I have these other things going on and it's not realistic I'm going to forgive myself for that one day maybe it'll be a showroom today I'm not gonna allow myself to berate myself for that I had a time in my life last year um where I was diagnosed in the August 2021 at that same time I had an abnormal smear and had to go and get treatment for it and it was quite um advanced luckily I had two different tests because they couldn't agree but basically it hadn't quite got to the cancerous stage it was like the worst it could possibly be before cancer. So I had two um, parts of my cervix removed. Luckily, it hasn't affected me in any way. It was very quick, but it was a big shock. It was a big stressful event. And it was when I'd just been diagnosed as well. And I was in titration with my medication, trying to get that right. I also was worrying about Theo. He wasn't settling well in nursery. And I had the stress of that. I had mum guilt around that. We were smack bang in the middle of house renovations, which we're still smack bang in the middle of. It's a big house and there's a lot to do. COVID was obviously still a big thing. We didn't know what was happening. And I had been ill for a fair few months, like not terrible illness, but you know, when you just like a really bad cough, really bad cold, really bad banging headaches for months and I just wasn't getting over it and it just was all it was just too much it was too much and I had to take a step back and remove toxic energy and drain in activities as much as possible and honestly it made just a huge difference like it didn't get rid of those stressful situations that were going on it just gave me the bandwidth to deal with them it didn't make it feel like the end of the world, every minor inconvenience. The things that I did was I had to speak to an extended family member that was stressing me out quite a bit at the time, um, messaging quite a lot and just generally overcomplicating my life, hindering me. So I had to just have an honest conversation in a really polite way, as neutral as I possibly could and just ask them to, if we could take a bit of a step back from the relationship for now because it was just a really stressful time. I stopped watching my murder documentaries and I only watched comedy series or uplifting documentaries. I then started my exercise and I think I've said in another document, another documentary, another episode that I lessened my workload. So I'm really lucky in the fact that I've always been freelance and um, I do have some money that comes in automatically from things that I used to do. But also my husband has a great job as well. So he could support me at that time. So I took a step back from work. I lowered my workload. Obviously those things made all the difference. And I do feel like looking back, if I didn't do those things, if I just tried to carry on pushing through with all of that weight on top of me, I'm not really sure how it would have ended up. I think it would have been major burnout and... It really did help all those things apart from the house have <laughs> resolved themselves now and I'm in a much better place 
And, you know, I'm back to, I can do some more of those more energy draining activities and put them back on my plate. And it was fine in that season of my life. I couldn't deal with it. And now I can. And that's okay. So I'm just here to give you permission to do that, to look at your life, see where the, what things are draining your energy, even the things you enjoy. Do you need to limit down certain things in this season of your life? It could be one of the examples I've given you, or it could be something completely different. Nothing is wrong. We're all affected differently. Please don't feel that because society or someone specific tell you, you should enjoy doing something like you should enjoy going to parties. You should enjoy cooking for your family. You should enjoy um, reading or something. If it's draining for you, it's not for you. Please take this now. I'm here to give you permission, but you can give yourself permission to stop or limit those things that aren't high vibe for you. And I hope that's helped. Come and say hello to me over on Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook. I'm on all of them under ADHD Fest. Yeah, come and say hello. Download this if you want to save your data and you want to make my life better. And subscribe, comment, and I'll see you all soon. I hope you're having a great day. Speak soon. Bye.